everyone, and welcome back to the Unraveling Podcast. I am so grateful and happy to have you here. If you are new here, welcome. We are in the midst of our Your New Chapter series, and today we are going to talk about something that I know is so important to all of us, myself included, which is how to handle emotions, especially big emotions that seem to hijack us and hijack our brain and our bodies. If you haven't listened to the other podcasts in the series, I would totally recommend that you go back and listen to some of them, including last week's, which was our first interview, and that was super fun. We may have more interviews moving forward, especially if that's the kind of feedback I get from people that they really like the interviews. So let me know. Let me know what you are liking about the podcast, what you think you would like that could be different. I really love the feedback and appreciate it. And with that being said, as usual, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could leave a rate or review, that would be awesome. It really does help the podcast. And finally, feel free to follow along on my Facebook page, which is The Unraveling with Kelly Becerra. I'm also on Instagram, just Kelly Becerra. And I also am just launching my website, which is kellybecerra.com. And I would love to have you subscribe there so you can be on, on my email list, which is just going to be a once a month type of thing with extra content and encouragement for you. So I'd love to have you there too. And I know I say this every episode, but truly, I am so grateful that you take the time to listen. It means so much to me. And I hope that this podcast is helpful for you. I hope it helps you have some practical ways to handle and manage your emotions um, because God knows we all need some help in that area. And so um, I've just been praying over this and really hope that this blesses you. So let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome back. Today we are going to talk about a topic that I have um, heard from people is a struggle and I myself struggle with every single day. And so I just want to say from the beginning that the things that I choose to talk about each podcast are things that people have reached out to me saying they would like me to talk about or things that I'm hearing people talk about in general or that I'm experiencing myself. And so today we are talking about handling emotions, which is something that I am sure every single one of us struggle with at times because we are human. I've also found as a mental health therapist that emotions or underlying emotions are often what brings people into counseling. So what I mean is if somebody is struggling with a certain behavior, typically it's because of the underlying emotion that is affecting them, that they're trying to numb or trying to escape from, or they just don't know how to handle. And so think about it. Do you find yourself getting super angry really easily? Like maybe angry to an extent that feels like it's too angry for the situation at hand? Or maybe do you find yourself feeling very anxious that it it actually impacts your functioning? Or maybe when you're around certain people, you find yourself feeling really envious or bitter, just have these icky feelings come up. Or maybe it's insecurity. You find yourself judging um, and comparing yourself to everybody else around you. And obviously there's emotions that we really like to feel, pleasant emotions, things like excitement and happiness and fun. I'm not sure if fun's an emotion, but having fun, I don't know. Anyways, we want to talk today about how we want to validate our emotions. It's so important that we validate how we're feeling and validate how other people are feeling, but we don't want emotions to hijack our brain and our body, which happens to all of us at some point in time. An emotion comes in and we um, kind of, it just swirls into this huge thing. And before we know it, we're kind of acting in these ways that we don't want to. And then we end up feeling bad about it because we let an emotion take over us, essentially. I would say that for so many of us, behind a lot of our issues 
are big emotions that we have not yet identified, we have not yet learned to process through, or we haven't processed through yet. We might not even be sure how to process it. Um, Or there's emotions that we haven't learned to manage yet. Why? Because it's not something that we naturally know how to do. It's not like we're born to know how to identify and manage emotion. Coping with our emotions takes a lot of work and it actually takes practice and it takes a lot of insight. And so today I'm going to walk us through some of that. How can we get better at dealing and handling our emotions? I also want to do a little disclaimer, like I always do, that if your emotions are too big for you, that they feel so scary to look at, or if they, if you feel like you're super detached from emotion or you can't even feel anything, I would highly, highly recommend getting some professional help and having somebody actually walk through this with you one-on-one because it is really important. So to start out with, we want to talk about the fact that emotions are not bad, not in themselves at least. God made us with emotion. Just imagine a world where none of us had emotion. That would be so boring. There would be no passion or excitement. There would be nothing. It would just be boring, factual, analytical thoughts. And so emotions in themselves are not bad, and there's a reason why God gave them us. In fact, it can even be argued that God himself has emotion. But the main difference between our emotion and God's emotions is that God's emotions are perfect, factual, and always rooted in truth, whereas sometimes our emotions are not. And this is a line I have to walk pretty carefully because talking about emotion and talking about the truth, it can feel very invalidating and that is not what I want to do here. I actually want everyone to know that their feelings are so valid and that is a really important step to processing through your emotion and healing and healing from deep-rooted pain. So if you are experiencing an emotion, if you are feeling something like you feel abandoned or you feel rejected or you feel um, maybe hurt, uh, what are some of anxious, fearful, whatever it might be, those feelings are real. Hear me loud and clear. that, That is a real feeling, a real emotion in your body and it is valid because it's actually happening to you. That is your experience. And no one else gets to tell you that it isn't. It is and it's valid. That being said, just because we have emotions does not make them the truth. It's true we're experiencing the emotion, but the emotion itself does not mean it's the truth. So for example, let's say I get left, my husband abandons me, um, I lose my job, just everything kind of falls apart in my life. It would be more, more than likely I would not only feel hopeless, but I would also feel probably angry at God and I would probably feel like God has abandoned me. And in my life, I have felt that before. I felt like God wasn't listening to me. I felt like he didn't really care. But just because I feel that way, just because my emotions tell me I'm abandoned or rejected, whatever it might be, that is not the truth, especially about God. The the truth is not that God, God has never abandoned me. He can't. He doesn't abandon us. It also wouldn't be the truth that everything's hopeless because that's not true there's always hope. And so although I am really feeling these emotions, my emotions do not know what the truth is. They do not dictate what happens. They're just feelings I have. And emotions are temporary. They come and go. They're fleeting. Whereas God's truth stands. It always is true. So one of the main takeaways I want you to get from this podcast is that one, emotions aren't always the truth. And sometimes they are the truth. Like when you feel love for somebody, that's true. That is a true thing. 
And so I'm not saying all emotions are just big lies. Um, But I want you to be able to think about what lies maybe are your emotions believing and stemming from. Um, But two, also, we want to look at emotions not as something that's terrible and bad, but as a message from our body and from our soul that something is going on, that there is something deeper happening within us that we need to pay attention to. I've heard it said before that emotions aren't dictators, they are indicators. So our emotions are something... Uh, they're like an alert. They're like a message from our from our body, again, saying that like, hey, something's up, like there's something that's not right. And so we need to do the work of going inside and seeing what's going on. So there's literally physical um, sensations that start to happen when we feel certain emotions. And I know you felt it before. You've maybe felt what that rage or anger feels like in your body, where maybe you start to get hot or you start to not be able to see straight. You know, there's different things that happen with adrenaline, um, anxiety. There's all kinds of symptoms that happen in our body, but even things like shame. People talk about this gut-wrenching feeling in their stomach for shame. Um, there's actual physical reactions that happen in our body that indicate and show us like, hey, something's going on and that we need to pay attention to. And I want you to take a moment to think about when you start to feel these emotions, maybe especially unpleasant emotions, what do you do? Where do you go? Because typically if we are not equipped to actually know how to deal with emotion, we try to numb them or stuff them back down. And I have become very aware that my stuffing my stuffing behavior is me going on my phone. I um, just tend to scroll. And it's become so habitual that I am not even aware of my emotions until I'm on my phone. So sometimes it's actually me looking at why am I on my phone right now? And then realizing, oh, because I don't want to feel something. And I mean, I have done a lot of this introspective work, so I know that, but I didn't know that for a long time. And now I have to keep reminding myself, like, I, what, why am I on here? This does nothing for me. It's a waste of time, but I'm also trying to numb something. And so I actually have to take a look at what I'm trying to numb. So there are all kinds of numbing behaviors, some more extreme than others, obviously. For some people, it's drugs and alcohol, pornography, um, gambling, I mean, all kinds of things like that. For some people, it's more like um, watching Netflix, turning to food, stuff like that. I mean, there's all kinds of numbing behaviors that we do. Online shopping is a big one for a lot of people. So we need to be able to see, too, like, what are we doing instead of feeling and acknowledging our emotions? what are we doing instead? And I'm telling you guys right now that there is so much healing that can happen when we actually allow ourselves to feel things, to process through them and not to numb, but it takes a lot of work. And I, sometimes it just feels like, nope, I'd rather just not have to feel the emotion because emotions are yucky. Like they feel bad. And so sometimes we're just like, nope, I'd rather just live life how, as I am numbing myself and not having to feel those horrible things, but that never goes well. And so I also want to just propose the idea that God does want you to walk through the process of healing emotionally, but he is such a gentle leader that he does not want to just bombard you with like these horrible feelings where it just puts you in a dark hole. Um, He can do this gently and in in a slow way if that's what you need. And so don't be scared to go into a process of healing. God knows what he's doing and he's a perfect healer. But I want to walk us through now some of the steps I use, again, with clients and with myself of just how to identify, process, and handle emotion. And I'm going to try to keep this really basic because it is a pretty basic thing. It's a pretty basic idea. And I also just want to say beforehand, this is a great, great 
activity and exercise to do with your kids as well. If you can teach them these things from when they're younger, they are going to be so off emotionally when they're older. But again, most of us don't learn this kind of stuff, so it's going to seem kind of awkward at first probably. I'm also going to try to make a PDF type of handout thing that can help you um, walk through this again with yourself or with kids. Um, and I'll try to put that in the show notes. So the first step, like we've already mentioned, is notice what is happening. And in particular, I'm talking about notice what is happening in your body. Oftentimes, the physical sensations we feel from emotions are the first thing we start to notice, and they are a big indicator that something's coming up for us. And then the second step is identify the emotion. So kind of the more cognitive thing happening in your mind Um, Put some language to it. Identify an emotion that you're feeling or maybe a bunch of emotions you're feeling. And I also hear it all the time that people are like, I have no idea what emotion I'm feeling. And so something that I do with them that sounds maybe kind of silly but works amazing is I actually give people a list of emotions that they can choose from because sometimes we, we really don't have language to the emotion yet. But when we are reading a list of them, sometimes one pops out and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's the one that I'm feeling. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I didn't even realize that's what it was, but then I saw it. And that is, that's the emotion that I most connect to. And so I will also add an emotions list to the PDF I make because I think it's just a great tool to have with us. Okay. So the first step is to notice what's happening in your body, identify the emotion And I will um, do an example of all these at the end put together. But the third step is identify the trigger. Typically behind an emotion was some sort of circumstance or conversation or something that happened that triggered the emotion. So maybe, again, it was a conversation you had with somebody. Maybe a memory popped into your mind. Maybe it's emotion that you've been stuffing down for a long time that's starting to pop up. Maybe there is a worry that you have. Maybe you're trying to please somebody and you're not feeling like you're pleasing them. Look for the trigger. And as you do it, do it with a sense of curiosity, just like a, huh, this emotion is popping up again. And where is it coming from? What could it be? You don't need to be harsh on yourself. You don't need to be shameful towards yourself. Just look around, see what's happening. The fourth step is what I have called compassionate truth talk. So essentially, at this point in time, you are going to start speaking some truth into yourself, and you're going to do it in a way that is compassionate because, again, using shaming words towards itself does not help us in any way, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, no way. Shaming self-talk is detrimental. It can make us just spiral into a worse place. And at this point in time, we also want to start asking ourselves, okay, I know I'm feeling this thing, but what, where is the truth? What is, what, where does the truth lie in here? And I want you to practice talking to yourself like you would somebody else. That's where that compassion and empathetic peace comes, that it's kind and it's gentle and it's not pushy and mean. It's just a way of um, speaking to yourself like you would a friend and also speaking to yourself the way that God speaks to you. And then finally, the fifth step would be to release the emotion. So you want to get the emotion out of your body, out of your mind, um, and not that it will be gone forever, but just doing something with the emotion that is healthy is incredibly therapeutic and it actually helps us process through the emotion rather than numbing it, stuffing it down, which will eventually turn into um, worse things anyway. So that can be something creative that helps you you know, just get into a place of calmness. It can be, journaling's a great thing to do just to kind of get all your emotion out on paper. 
um, talking to someone that you trust who can help you process things. It could be something physical that actually gets the emotion out of your body. So um, people swear by yoga that it helps them so much. Um, Things like going for a run or walk. Maybe it's even just you know, running in place, whatever it means, just to get some of that energy out of you if you need to, but you need to do something with the emotion rather than stuffing it. You need to release it um, both from your mind and from your body. And so I'm going to give an example of something that just happened to me yesterday. I believe it was yesterday of just an emotional day that I had and how I kind of walked through it. And again, by the end of it, it wasn't like I was perfect and I felt totally 100% happy, but it did help me feel like I had actually processed through the emotion rather than stuffed it and I and I felt like I could manage it and that I was in an okay place. So I noticed myself yesterday morning, afternoon-ish, um, feeling pretty anxious. And so what I noticed happening in my body was that my chest was tight and my breathing was pretty shallow and I just felt like heaviness on me. And so that was my cue that like, hey, something's going on here. Um, the emotion that I was most able to pinpoint was this feeling of being overwhelmed. Here's a side note that I didn't mention when it comes to identifying your emotions. We always need to look for a deeper underlying emotion because sometimes the emotion we first pick isn't actually the deepest emotion. So yes, I was in fact overwhelmed, but there was something else going on. And so as I sat with like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I also realized that it was deeper. It felt like I can't do all the things that I need to do and I can't do them well. And I started to feel like I wasn't good enough. I started to feel bad and shame. So that was actually underlying some of that overwhelmed feeling. And it's really important to get to that deep stuff. So then I started thinking about the trigger. Why am I feeling this way? And I realized that it's because, one, I had a list of a bunch of things I needed to do and just felt like, honestly, it was too much. Like, no one person could do this all, and I definitely couldn't do it well. And then I started to think you know, about how other people could do it a lot better than me. And it just kind of spiraled. One of the main triggers was that I had had a conversation with somebody recently and, um, about my kids and it wasn't like the person wasn't trying to make me feel bad at all. It wasn't like they were a mean person. They were a nice person, but the conversation I had left me feeling like I am not up to par as a mom specifically. Like I'm not doing enough for my kids. They're not on the right schedules. And I just started feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to change everything about what we're doing in our house. And it just became very, very overwhelming. And it just dragged, dragged me into this place of feeling like I'm not good at this. So there I had been able to um, notice what was happening in my body, identify the emotions and also the triggers. So then the next thing I did was I started talking to myself, which sounds kind of creepy, but, um, this is what we do. And I first always remind myself with emotions that I'm not always going to feel this way. Emotions are fleeting. They are not the truth and they are not, um, like they're not constant, they're fleeting. So that's the first thing I always remind myself is that this is just a feeling I'm having right now. It's not going to last forever. And then I started doing some of that compassionate truth talk to myself. So I was like, just talking to myself saying, Kelly, you're right. You cannot do it all. That's so true. I, I cannot do it all. Um, but you aren't supposed to be able to do it all. And, you know, I started telling myself, like, you, I am a good mom. My kids know that they're loved, and I'm doing the best I can. I reminded myself that it's okay that I have this feeling, but this feeling is not based on the truth here. And so then the way that I released the emotion was I was able to, my mom happened to be there, and she noticed that I was kind of 
anxious as I was, my legs were shaking and I was biting my nails and just being weird. And she um, started talking to me about it. So I just opened up to her about some of the things that were going on. And even by just talking to my mom about it, bringing some of that stuff into the light, it helped change that. I felt much less anxious. I um, just felt like I was in a better headspace. I was reminded that I'm believing lies right now and I don't want to live off of lies. That's not that's not a fulfilling life. That's not an abundant life. That's not what God has intended for me. So why would I let this this lie and these lies I'm believing steal what this day could hold for me? And again, I know that that makes it sound super easy. It's not. And again, it didn't make all of it go away. I just was in a better place of being able to have a more clear brain and being able to think about the truth and all this. It kind of like puts things into perspective when you can talk to somebody about it. And so had my mom not been there, some of the other things I could do would be talk to somebody else or um, for me, writing is a great thing to do. It helps me a ton. It really helps me release some of that emotion that if I put it out on paper, I'm all, it almost feels like I'm getting it out of my body. Um, for a lot of people, prayer or prayer meditations help them a ton. And even like physically, like I laid on my bed for like 10 minutes and I just put my phone away because I, I really wanted to scroll. And I will be honest with you, during that 10 minutes, I did pick up my phone probably five times because I didn't want to keep thinking. <laughs> but I put it down again because I was like, wait, this is not what I'm here for. So I laid on my bed and I just took some deep breaths. I really tried to do my deep breathing and um, clearing my mind and just inviting God into that moment, even though he's already in that moment, just kind of bringing my awareness to him. And that helped me. And each time I went to grab my phone, I just had to gently remind myself like, oh, no, that's not what I'm doing right now. I'm not going on my phone right now. This is just time for me to just breathe and reset kind of and um, just focus on my breathing and the fact that I'm going to be okay. And so you guys, the reason why I really wanted to share about emotions in the Your New Chapter series is because I think that we, so many of us need freedom from emotions ruling and running our life. And God did not intend that for us. He, he wants us to have freedom from that too. And not, I'm not saying that he wants us to not have emotion. Obviously, that's not the case. But he wants his truth to be what runs our life and not our emotions. And I also want to say, I know that this is a sensitive subject for people who have like diagnosed depression and anxiety. I know that you are not choosing these emotions. I know that we're not choosing most of the emotions that actually come up, but... Um, God does want freedom for us. That is a real thing. And he is a God that is not asking us to live being hijacked by things like anger and um, insecurities and stuff like that. He, he wants us to live in the fullness of this life that he's given us. So the verse I want to leave with you guys today is from Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I also really like the message version of this, which says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Do not try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. And I wanted to share that one because I think it's so important that we really think about our own understanding, which a lot of that comes from the emotions we're feeling in the moment versus the constant permanent truth of God. We really, really need to have our eyes set on that truth in order to manage and um, not let these emotions take over us because it's so easy for it to happen. And again, this is coming from somebody who is a huge feeler. Like when I get emotions, they are not little tiny emotions that come and go. They are big. They are heavy. They last a long time for me. 
Um, I feel very, very deeply to the point that sometimes I just don't want to feel it anymore. It becomes overwhelming for me and I have really had to work on releasing emotion to God because he doesn't actually call us to carry all that. He is the one who wants to take our burdens. And so um, I just wanted to remind you that we want to be focusing again on the truth and sometimes our emotions will aim us that way and sometimes they won't. So it's kind of hard when we can't always trust our emotions, but we can't always trust the ever true, always true word of God. And so one last thought is that as I was praying for this, what I heard God saying to me and kind of putting on my heart was this idea that God does validate our emotion. He does, he does care and he understands why our emotions are there, but our emotions do not always validate God. And so we need to keep that in mind. And I hope that makes sense that our emotions don't always, again, know what's true. So with all that being said, I'm going to wrap this up now. I hope that this helped you to some degree. Please check out the handout thing that I will be attaching to the notes. Um, and if they're not there, I might have to attach them to the next podcast, but hopefully I can get them for this podcast. And again, please feel free to follow along on Facebook or Instagram or on my website. I would love to have you there. And again, if you could leave a review or a rate, that would mean so much to me. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will be praying for all of you.